A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the Football and Feelings Podcast, the podcast that uses football as a gateway to address deeper issues, especially mental health. You may have been here before. I typically speak to interesting guests every episode who are either fans or have some sort of involvement with the sport. And this has led to some truly insightful conversations and I've loved every episode so far. But today I'm going to step into the unknown. A solo episode is on the horizon. I'm going to start doing some bonus podcasts every other week, which will soon include a friend as my occasional co-host. But I wanted to try this new format first on my own to see how it goes before lockdown restrictions are lifted. These bonus episodes are going to include a variety of things, a bit of a wellness and mental health check-in where I'll basically be rambling about what is going on in my head and how friends and I are currently dealing with issues that we all face such as motivation, anxiety, happiness, anything that you can think of. There will be the occasional bit of football chat. If you've been here before, you would have noticed that I don't do an awful lot of topical football discussions. It's normally about 10% of the show. And that's just because every 15-year-old with a camera is trying to do this on YouTube at the moment. And I want to show the deeper side to myself and to others who are associated with the sport in some way. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, what he's called it, he's called it football and feelings, yeah, and you think that's going to be a football podcast, I think it's pathetic, if you ask me, it doesn't even talk about, like, the weekly results and that, I don't want to know how our team's doing, I, I want to know what players are coming onto the scene, it don't even talk about it, don't even talk about that rubbish, I say, sack him, Liam, out. And to that, I say... Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but um, it's too late now. Uh, and Football and Feelings has a lovely ring to it. I hope you'll agree. Also, I will be throwing out a variety of deep or hypothetical questions every episode that I typically ask my guests to see what springs to mind. And I'm sure these will lead to some interesting discussions, both football and non-football related. Finally, I might break down some of the guest-orientated episodes to discuss what I've learned from the guests, what I enjoyed most about the episodes, or maybe even what I didn't enjoy. I think that reflection is an important part of self-improvement, and I hope that this will help myself and the listeners become better people every day and learn from the small things. So if there are any topics, questions or guest episodes you'd like me to cover, then come find me on Instagram at Football and Feelings and you can have your say. Also, these bonus episodes will be audio exclusive to begin with. So it really is for you OGs that have supported the show so far. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. I hope you understand that. If you haven't already, then please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating as this will help me grow the podcast and reach more lovely people such as yourself. But for now, let's get on with the episode. Now, throughout this third lockdown, um, I felt pretty good for most of it, I think, mainly because I've kept myself busy, uh, made sure I'm exercising, getting fresh air, eating quite well, and tried to stay connected to people as well as, uh, as well as I can, really. But recently, maybe like a lot of people, I felt my motivation drop quite greatly and, and I can start a day with the best intentions or finish a day with the best intentions for the next one. But, 
I could write down a list of things that I either need to do or at least make progress on. But I find it really difficult to simply start uh, and get into the swing of these tasks within minutes. I could be making an excuse not to do the task at hand or I find a way to push it to tomorrow, completely convincing myself that it would be more convenient to do so. I'm not sure if a lot of people do that. I'm just uh, I'm really, really keen on procrastinating. I'm really big on that at the moment, I think. But it's a bit weird because in the evening I can go to bed with quite a lot of optimism about the next day thinking, yeah, I'm going to smash it tomorrow. I'm going to tick things off this list. I'm going to make sure I have time to relax. I'm going to have a good balance and it's going to feel great when I get these things done. But maybe, maybe that increases the expectation, which then makes it easier to feel disappointed, I guess, if I'm struggling to, to motivate myself the next day. But this might go... It might go unnoticed for a lot of people who could either just sort of get on with it, tick things off regardless of their mood, or maybe they just have like a greater scale of importance when it comes to these to these tasks, or they don't put the same amount of pressure on themselves as, as I do. But for me, I have quite an intense relationship with motivation, I think, which, which sounds a bit surreal at first, but it's because whenever my mood has dropped a lot in the past... Uh, and I've ultimately ended up feeling quite depressed. One of the most noticeable symptoms of that is that I can't find an ounce of motivation regardless of what it's for, uh, regardless of the day, the time of day, how I've slept it, or what I've got to work on. It could be like a, pra- a passion project like this podcast, for example, or it could be a deadline that, that needs meeting. So for me, when my motivation is suffering in the back of my mind, it's like um, I'm sort of worrying that this could be an early warning sign maybe that that could lead to a, a worse state of mind i don't know if that makes sense to to anyone else it is something that i've tried to work on recently i think trying to make sure that i have like sufficient self care in place and don't don't give myself too much to do because you know we can we can all burn out pretty quickly and that's a delicate balance for me because i don't want to put too much pressure on myself because working hard all the time is, is impossible. It's not sustainable for anyone, um, especially now during a lockdown when getting through the day is tough for a lot of people. Um, and, and that should be celebrated as an, as an achievement for some. But the other side of this seemingly complicated coin is that I want to build up a stronger habit, maybe, of enduring the endurable. I'm not sure if, if, if that makes sense either, but even, like, even when it is a bit tough, just being able to to get on with things. And for me now, I'm, I'm at a stage in my life where I generally have quite a lot to do. Um, I'm in my final semester of university, writing a dissertation and several other assessments whilst doing this podcast and beginning my job search as well. So maybe that's part of the issue. Like I have... I'm at a time where I need to be quite motivated. It's almost a requirement for me to to get these things done. Otherwise, otherwise I could have quite negative results, and you know that that could affect my long term future. But you know I'm beating myself up when that doesn't happen because I am at a time where I need that motivation. And it is a bit strange, I think, that myself and a lot of people have this obsession with work ethic and, and motivation. But I'm. I'm trying to keep in mind that the process is the most enjoyable part of that, right? I know that's a that's it's a cliche, really, but that the end goal is is rarely all it's cracked up to be when you're trying to to motivate yourself to do something. So that's what I'm trying to do now, focusing on being calm and, and mindful 
in in my day to day rather than believing that all this motivation will eventually lead to something greater and better and more happiness really um because that's not necessarily how it works you don't you don't always always get those things back it can't always reflect a, an emotion in the future but yeah that's sort of what, what's been going on in my mind recently i'd love to hear your thoughts about it if you maybe if you uh, struggle a bit of your motivation or if you found things that that help you stay motivated feel free to dm me on instagram at football feelings but now i'm going to move on to the question of this episode which is going to be different on each one of these bonus podcasts they could be deep they could be personal they could be hypothetical or they could be football related but today the question is how often do you go out of your way to help someone? Now, not often enough, really, for me, is the is the simple answer. I think humans generally don't support each other as much as, as they should, in my opinion. But I do put myself in that category as well. I try to, to make a habit of saying like hello to people when I walk past them, not shying away too much, just because as humans you can you can quite easily feel disconnected from other humans but we're all on the same planet we're all the same species so i mean it'll be ideal if we all got on unfortunately that isn't the case but it is a bit strange when we just walk past someone and don't say a word almost like almost like you just can't see them it's like you pretend that they're invisible just so you can avoid the small talk but um, it's such a small part that that can improve someone's day but i guess in this modern this modern era we we've become more disconnected face to face but in terms of helping other people i enjoy helping others but i don't think i can say i go out of my way to do it um if someone ever messaged me or asked me for help regardless if they're a friend a family or or a stranger um for help on something or, or they needed a favor um if i'm able to then i definitely would because i think good people generally attract good things i think i know that's also a, a little bit cliche but it's true um you know when, when you do nice things for other people eventually i think that that will come back to you i have looked into doing some charity work regularly but there isn't an awful lot of that around where i live um, it's mainly just charity shops which i imagine are still going to be closed for quite a while still but this has been on my mind a lot recently like helping other people because in this in this um sort of mindful journal that i use the six minute diary it's called it just helps me sort of gain some mental clarity every day it, um in the evening it asks you to talk ask it asks what your good deed was for that day so it's something that that comes up every day um but it's sometimes difficult to find an answer if you haven't gone out of your way to do so to do to to do a good deed for someone so it's slowly becoming a habit for me i think to regularly do good deeds to support or help others and these can be tiny they can be minuscule like offering someone a cup of tea it could be helping with some chores complimenting someone in person or even on social media letting them know that what what they're doing is great and that's something that i've taken on board quite a lot actually recently especially on social media just because you have access to all of these people it's so easy when i see a friend or a linkedin connection or someone i'm following on instagram has done something that that they seem to be really proud of and they've obviously put a lot of work into i want to let them know 
that it's great from from that from that external perspective because you know everyone know everyone knows how nice it is to hear someone notice your work right or the effort you put into something regardless of how small it is so i think that is that's just a very easy nice thing that you can do for people every day um but a lot of people don't don't do that maybe it's like a a showing face thing maybe people think that it could be a bit embarrassing um but no yeah I, i think that's not necessarily going out of your way to help someone um but yeah it's something small that it's a good starting point pretty much in my opinion and i know that this is shaping up to be quite a rambly episode i'm not really sure if people will enjoy this format but until i until lockdown restrictions are lifted like i said it is just going to be me sort of talking at myself almost like if anyone's a fan of alan bartridge um, i'm a big fan of his podcast where you really get to see see him or listen to him delve into these weird corners of his mind just because there's no one there to bounce off of um, and I feel like that's that's basically what is happening um, to me now and probably what will happen for a few weeks until I can record these bonus podcasts with other people you're gonna you're gonna find stuff out that I didn't even know I think what's what's going on in this uh, in this mind palace of mine but for now we're going to break down the recent episode with Max Fosh. My chat with Max was, it was one of those episodes that I knew that I was going to enjoy and for several reasons, because I've been a big fan of his content over the last few years, ever since I saw his Street Smart series uh, start appearing on my Facebook uh, newsfeed. And this made it quite easy to to plan the questions because there was a genuine interest there. And I felt like I was able to open the conversation down some avenues that that Max may not have gone down before on other podcasts because I always try always try to avoid asking questions that they get all of the time that is difficult to do sometimes because I have to remind myself that that I actually need to provide a bit more context to any listeners that that may not know the guest as well as I do because obviously I'm doing quite a lot of research before I start writing the episodes writing the questions for the episodes all of the interviews I've done so far with presenters or comedians have been have been great because they just seem to have this natural ability to converse interestingly and naturally similar to the Richie Driss episode I did not too long ago and the Lloyd Griffith one um, a while back before that and Carl Donnelly as well but one of the biggest standouts for me in my chat with Max was was his self-awareness around the sometimes sensitive topic that is privilege. Now, Max is clearly a privileged individual, having attended one of the most exclusive and expensive schools in Europe, in Harrow, maybe even the world, actually. Um, but he clearly wanted to explore outside of that privately educated bubble, I guess you could call it, when he went to uni. And he started working on things that may have a less uh, a less affluent or stable potential future, let's say, than the path that he could have taken because it would have been very easy to to stick to what you know, using your advantage to get into a large corporation. Like he said, he was studying economics, I think it was, working a nice office in London and get rewarded handsomely. But he realised that wasn't for him quite quickly and made a plan to change that route. And thinking back, we, we, we spoke about the, the grief that he got on Twitter after his CV stunt on the car outside Radio 1. I don't think there's anything he can do to satisfy the people that were giving him grief for 
having a certain level of privilege. He can't just pretend not to have had the upbringing that he did. And he certainly can't stop trying to create these opportunities for himself just because of a worry that the others will think the success is down to privilege alone. So I think his awareness of that whole situation was and, and is amicable. Um, and no one should feel any shame in their upbringing or life situation, regardless. That that should go that should go both ways, in my opinion. No discrim- discrimination to those who maybe haven't had a very comfortable upbringing, and the same to those who have. Especially if, like Max, they are showing total awareness of the differences that we all face. And I think that Max handles these these issues very very well. I also thought it was very admirable how he's quite open to to discuss uh, therapy and how it's helped him in the not so distant past and his childhood as well because it's something that that is it's becoming much more normalized and more accessible to a lot of people as, as well which is, which is very important i think some people are are understandably quite nervous about the idea of opening up to a new person and, and making yourself sort of vulnerable i guess you could say because um, you don't know this person, you, you, you're sort of wired to think there's going to be some preconceived judgment, I guess. And that makes it difficult to help to help others understand the benefits of it. And because everyone's different, right? Like I spoke to to Jack mate about this on on that episode where he's he has health anxiety and he's sort of hesitant to or he, his health anxiety has made it difficult for him to go to doctors. And that includes therapists and stuff like that so and it's very hard to try and convince someone that it is worth doing yeah because it is different for everyone and that's true within therapy as well I think I've spoken to friends before about this that have tried a few sessions or a session or two and they said it wasn't for them they either didn't feel comfortable or they didn't get get on too well with the counsellor the psychologist therapist whoever it is but that's fine um you don't get on with every person you meet in life Anyway, and therapy is, is no different. You have to try and find something like the methods and the right person that works for you. It's just like shopping around, like as you would f- before you commit to any product or service or just general purchase. You have to find someone and something that that works for you if you if you want to. I, don't, I said on the on the podcast that everyone should try it um, in the episode, but I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Really, it's not for everyone. But regardless, it was great to hear how Max doesn't have that stigma around talking about his mental health because of his experiences with therapy. One thing I would say as well, actually, is that therapy doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be paying a lot of money to see a private therapist laying on a chaise lounge just crying your your heart out. It, It can be done through the NHS if they see fit. Um, Charities offer some similar services. And I've actually seen seen a local church once offering a CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, one of the most common forms of therapy. They're offering, offering those sessions for £15 an hour, which is which is really cheap compared to how it would be if, if you went private. But anyway, Max was a lovely chap to have on the podcast. Uh, and I think that his views on taking risks as well were quite interesting and creating your own luck. And I think that could inspire anyone that listened to it to, to maybe think outside the box to help yourself stand out to to get that job you've always dreamt of or or break the mold that you're already settled into for now let's call this a wrap on this bonus episode it's quite exhausting actually doing this doing this on your own but um, I hope you enjoyed it bear with me as it is 
yeah, still quite surreal doing this on my own. Like I said, it's it's a lot of talking, but it will feel more organic and approachable once I get other people involved. If you have any questions you want to ask me um, or things you'd like to see on the podcast, then don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always, always open for a chat. DMs are open, as people like to say. Um, but anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Stay connected, stay healthy. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.